The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, an enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, then do you not want us to go and gather them? But he replied, no, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send His angels, and they will collect out of His kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Good morning. Let us pray. <clears throat> Holy God, we thank you that we are wheat that you have sown in the field. Help us absorb the light of your Son, the water of our baptism, to be rooted in your earth and to flourish. In your name we pray, amen. <clears throat> well, we have some nice weather this morning, right? A little cloud cover, a little break in the temperatures. It's beautiful, beautiful morning. Good to be together. It's been a hot week. <clears throat> no big surprise there. You've seen it on the news, smashing records all over the globe. It's a hot one, and they say it might get hotter. Listen to these words from St. Paul that we read this morning from the Bible. Thank you, Brian. Paul writes this, I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Paul's words about creation are so prescient. So good and true, even today, the groaning and the decay of creation. We feel creation suffering at this present moment, groaning as it waits for the children of God to step up and live according to the Spirit. As children of God, we believe in a state of affairs that has not yet come into existence. We are striving for a world 
that we do not yet know. The kingdom of God come here. Paul says that we are waiting for a spiritual adoption of our bodies as opposed to being slaves and debtors to the flesh. We are currently living in the historical outcome of living according to the flesh. We don't need to go down that road anymore. When we live according to the Spirit, we live according to the shared character of all human beings and of all creatures. So how do we do that? How do we live according to the Spirit? We have to put off the pursuit of glory and instead pursue the cross. There's a very important document for Lutherans. It's called the Heidelberg Disputation in which Luther participated in a debate. In his initial arguments, Luther says, there are two kinds of theologies, two different ways of talking about God. There's the theology of the cross, and there's the theology of glory. Luther took issue with the theology of glory. He saw it as pride and arrogance of so many claiming to know the mind of God. And they seem to have a precision to be able to tell you what it took to be righteous. He called this the theology of glory. It was focused on invisible things, abstract ideas that you couldn't really verify by everyday experience. Instead, it relied on convoluted, sophisticated philosophical arguments. And Luther was a very earthy man. He called it a bunch of hogwash. In contrast to this, Luther proposed a theology of the cross, a theology that focused on everyday, ordinary human experience in order to understand the nature of God. And what could be more ordinary and basic than suffering and death? So the cross where Jesus suffered and died is the focal point of the Christian life. It is something that everyone can relate to and something that we all must face unequivocally in our lives. Hear Luther's words for yourself, quote, now it is not sufficient for anyone and it does him no good to recognize God in his glory and majesty unless he recognizes him in the humility and shame of the cross. Thus God destroys the wisdom of the wise, as Isaiah says, truly thou art a God who hidest thyself. So on the one hand, Luther tells us to be weary of good deeds, that they lead only to more misery. He took issue with people in his day that were saying, you got to do a lot of good deeds to get into heaven. And yet, on the other hand, we are here in the situation that we are living where it seems like we got to do something to make the world better. So what can we do? And this is where the parable comes in this morning of the tares and the wheat. Old translations of this parable, instead of saying wheat and weeds, it would say tares and wheat. The key to this parable is to keep in mind that it's God's job. It's God's job, not ours, to judge and separate the good from the bad. 
from the wheat from the tares at the end of the age. It's just not our job to do right now. So how do we let go of this responsibility? All we have to do is focus on not worrying too much. Jesus really puts us in a double bind on this one. You know, sometimes we, we have Bible study and I talk with people and there's a sort of ongoing debate uh, amongst us here at Grace Lutheran as to whether or not there are good and bad people. And if you know me, I tend to come down on the side, you know, pastor, soft touch, all that. I tend to think everybody deep down is good. But I know not all of you think that. And some of you have even said to me, pastor, you got to wake up. You got to be more realistic. There are bad people in the world. And you know what? If that's what you think, Jesus supports your argument today. I mean, that's what it says in the parable. He says there are good people in the world, wheat, and there are bad people in the world, the tares, the weeds. So if you think that there are evil people in the world, you've got some support for your argument today. I concede your point. But that's only the first half of the double bind that Jesus puts us in. Because as soon as he says that there are evil people in the world, then he goes on to say in the parable, it's not your job to weed them out. It's not our job to decide who are the good ones and who are the bad ones. It's only our job to grow, to be the wheat that soaks up the love of God, the light of the sun, the water from the earth like our baptism. It's the job of the angels, God's reapers, at the end of time to separate the good from the bad. All we have to do is to grow and to trust in God. Martin Luther King said that the arc of the universe is long, but it bends toward justice. So the one who has faith endures to the end, trusting that God will judge between good and bad. And faith is an act of humility. Our time here on earth is short, and there will be generations after us. And those generations, after they come and go, there will still be God. Listen to these words from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let them proclaim it. Let them declare and set forth before me. Who has announced from of old the things to come? Let them tell us what is yet to be. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. I, have I not told you from of old and declared it? You are my witnesses. There is no God besides me. There is no other rock. I know not one. And so, my friends, do not fear, do not be afraid. We are but wheat in God's field, and the angels look after us every day until the end of the age. Amen. Please stand as you're able. We sing our hymn of the day. The first verse is in Spanish. Give it your best shot. The next three verses are in English.